Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Each and every week, you're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, we're going to be talking about caregiving. I think more and more women are finding themselves sandwiched between caring for their children and their husbands and then also caring for elderly parents or maybe other family members whose health um, is in need of some assistance. Well, these powerful stats from the National Family Caregivers Association really put this in black and white. There are more than 50 million people out there providing care for chronically ill, disabled, or an aged family member or friend during any given year. That's pretty remarkable. The typical family caregiver is a 46-year-old woman. She's caring for her widowed mom who does not live with her, and she's married and employed. And approximately 60% of family caregivers are women. Now, I haven't reached that point in my life yet, but I could see that in the next 10 years, that's something that could be very, very real for me. Um, about one 1.4 million children, actually, ages 8 to 18, provide care for an adult relative. That's a lot of kids. That's such a young age to be caring for someone. Um, 72% are caring for a parent or an adult. And, um, you know, really what it is is looking at caring for seniors. And when it comes to providing care, um, really it does diminish those individuals who are providing the care. Um, they're, they're very stressed. Um, they, they actually start to experience symptoms of depression or anxiety. Um, that really comes if you're caring for family members over, say, 36 hours or more a week. Um, it's incredibly detrimental to um, your own aging prematurely. According to these stats, the level of stress to take care of a family member can take as much as 10 years off your life. Amazing. It also impacts the workforce. There's about 13% of folks in the workforce who are currently providing care to their family. So you can imagine um, the impact on just the stress and maybe having to miss work, all kinds of crazy things. Um, when I talk a little bit about my guest in just a moment, you'll see why those stats really come into play because of the service she provides. Pretty dramatic. Well, I want to talk a little bit about today's purse profile, which is the target trendsetter. And one of the reasons that I really call out the target trendsetter today is I feel like this is the woman who is kind of that target caregiver. We already said she's about 46 years old. Uh, the target trendsetter is in her 40s. She's a college grad. Uh, a quarter of them are homemakers. Um, they make about 90000 k a year, and there's more than 9 million of them. 
Well, they see themselves as hopeful. They feel like they're very happy with their life. They're an optimist, which I think you would have to be if you're taking care of your family member. They put their family first, again, uh, like to spend time with at home with their family, feels like that her place is in the home and likes to indulge her children. She's seeking out deals, not brands, so she's looking for something that might be on sale. So she's heading to the clearance rack when she enters the store. She's checking on coupons. She shops for specials or bargains. And her family does influence where she shops and how she shops. Um, She still tries to stay young, but really money management is a struggle. She feels that security is more important than money in a job, and she's really not that great at saving money, according to her. Uh, She's shopping at Land's End, Old Navy, Gap, Dress Barn, Nine West. Um, She's driving a Volkswagen, Honda, GMC, Dodge, or Chrysler. Um, You know, when it comes to designers, she's liking Tommy Hilfiger and Gloria Vanderbilt. Uh, And if you're a marketer, this is how you might want to consider staying in front of the Target trendsetter. She's reading parent magazines such as Family Fun, Parenting and Parents, Real Simple, Red Book, and First for Women. She's online a lot. Um, She's on Disney because of her kids are on checking out those sites. She's on iVillage, checking on her network. She's getting her news from CBS.com and MSNBC.com and getting lots of information from Ask, Yellow Pages, and CoolSavings.com. And the cable is pretty big. She's watching HGTV, Disney, Nick, and ABC Family. Um, And she likes her network television as well. Well, my guest for this program... Sana Marin is founder and executive director of the charitable organization Caring Bridge. You may have heard of it. It's the world's oldest and most widely used free online service, keeping families and loved ones connected while facing serious health conditions, receiving treatment, or during recovery. Keep in mind, these are women, more than likely, they are trying to take care of their family members. So how the Internet is helping make it efficient and, and stress-free for them in just a minute. Go behind the scenes of Purse Strings with his Facebook group. Search for Purse Strings Podcast on Facebook now. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Are your domains locked to the max? If not, your online brand presence and your entire online business could be at risk from Internet thieves. Imagine the damage that you and your company would suffer if control of your domain was lost. Protect all of your valuable domains with MaxLock. From Moniker, your domain asset management specialist. With MaxLock, even if your email accounts are hacked and your passwords are stolen, your domains are protected in your Moniker account. Transfer your domains to Moniker today. Powered by MaxLock. Delivering maximum protection for your domains. Find out more at moniker.com slash maxlog. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. 
Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me now is Sana Maring, founder and executive director of the charitable organization CaringBridge. CaringBridge is the world's oldest and most widely used free online service, keeping families and loved ones connected at a time when they really need it the most. Sana, thanks so much for being on the show. It's great to be here, Maria. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you on. And for those listeners out there who may not be familiar with Caring Bridge, let's just go ahead and let them know everything they need to know about it, if you could, if you could describe that for them. Sure. Well, Caring Bridge is, like you said, it's an online service that's free. So you go out to the Internet at www.caringbridge.org, and it's for people that are going through any type of health event or health condition when it's really important to make sure that everyone knows what's going on, all of your friends and families. And by having one of these free Caring Bridge websites during a health event, during a health condition, you instantly can let others know what's going on while giving them an opportunity to leave messages back and really create a connection that is very powerful. And people a lot of times will come to CaringBridge. They'll go out to CaringBridge.org, and it's very easy to create a site. You know, in three simple clicks, you create a CaringBridge site, let your friends and family know what's going on, and as you post journal entries, they can leave messages back, and it makes that connection of bringing together your friends and family, just like you said, when you need it most. I will tell you that my husband wanted me to make sure that you knew that he was on four different CaringBridge sites. So there's a lot of people out there that I know that use it and absolutely love it. And, um, you know, we have personal experience with it. We've um, had a friend who's had a CaringBridge site for a while now and really has used it as his lifeline. So I'm here to give personal testimony to, to the power of CaringBridge. And I know that you were really inspired by a personal story as well to establish CaringBridge. I was, and it was back in 1997, which now is going almost 12 years ago. And it was two really good friends of mine had a very premature baby, and I and they were, you know, isolated in the hospital. And I said, well, "Can I do anything to help?" And they said, "Can you call everybody and let them know what's going on?" Well, as I turned around and after I said, "Of course I will." I thought, how am I going to call all these people? I didn't have their phone numbers. Um, they are the type of people that have just a large group of friends and family. And at the time, I had a consulting business that did web page design. So, in fact, the same night their baby, Bridget, that first caring bridge site was born, and it instantly eased the burden for me making all those phone calls, both time and emotionally, but also 
instantly created this connection where people not only heard the news, they were providing messages back for my friends and for their newly born daughter to really inspire, motivate, support, show that love, show that prayer. And it just was one of those wow events of being able to use technology that I've always been very passionate about and connect people for uh, when they need it most. And from that event, it was one of those things where wow, this could be used in almost any health condition as people need to know what's going on and need to be connected. And so from there, and I always say Caring Bridge was born on June 7th, 1997, because that's when Bridget was born. And it has grown over the years and really, especially in the last three to four years, grown by friends telling a friend very organically because it is such a help during that health event. Well, and you do talk about easing the burden, and I feel like a lot of women typically carry the burden for their families when there's a health crisis, unless, of course, you know, they're at the center of the health crisis, because they tend to be the primary caregivers for their family and extended family. So I would imagine reaching women would be very, very important for you in caring bridge in order to get that message out. It absolutely is, and majority of our authors, we call them, of our Caring Bridge sites are just that. They're women, and I call them, you know, I think women are the great communicators in our society, and it is talking to women and making sure women as caregivers, as women, as communicators do know about Caring Bridge, not only if they need it, but that they can give Caring Bridge as a gift to their friends, a coworker, someone in their community, as they see the need that you know, it's women telling women about a great service that can help people. Now, are there specific ways that Caring Bridge supports specifically women through illness and injury or the illness and injury of their friends and family, or do you really approach it more holistically than that? We do approach it holistically. However, you know, knowing that women are majority of our users, you know, we do things just uh, from a site exposure of, for example, you can have all sorts of different styles on your websites and different um, personalities, and every Caring Bridge site is so personal and unique. And we we really cater to that more um, women bias audience, if you will, to make sure that we have backgrounds that reflect those different tastes. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've already talked a lot about how word of mouth has really grown awareness for CaringBridge. We know women tend to be huge promoters of word of mouth. If we find something we love, we're going to tell 10 people about it. And, and you obviously have tapped into that. What do you do, if anything, to encourage that word of mouth type of awareness building? Well, that is a key message that we repeat almost any time that we directly talk to people. Uh, As you go to a CaringBridge site, one of the top uh, things that people can click on is tell a friend. So, you know, we have uh, online the the tell a friend type things. But part of a CaringBridge experience is when someone updates their CaringBridge site, an email notification goes out and you instantly know that you should go visit your friend's CaringBridge site. And part of that communication, we talk about, do you know anybody that could use Caring Bridge? Please tell others. And it's just a very consistent message. And one, you know, almost 70% of our, our Caring Bridge sites that are created today come from a person telling a person, a friend telling a friend, and that's primarily women telling women. 
and we have almost 200 sites created every day. So almost, you know, I think it's every seven minutes a Caring Bridge site is created. And so that, you know, I always think of that as, you know, every seven minutes perhaps a woman is telling a friend of theirs about Caring Bridge. Yeah, and obviously it's a positive story that they're telling, you know. Otherwise, you wouldn't be seeing the growth that you're seeing. Now, can you talk a little bit about compassion technology? I've been reading some materials and obviously um, am aware that you use that term. Can you explain what that is? I'd love to. You know, compassion technology is a phrase that I've been using for years, and it really comes from Having a technology background, I've, I've always been really passionate about technology. I'm a computer science major and, you know, maybe a little too geeky, a little too nerdy, <laughs> but really have always enjoyed technology and really knew the power of the Internet was something that to be able to connect people was just phenomenal. However, technology usually is viewed as this cold, hard, impersonal thing that's going to ruin society as we know it. So being able to use technology, in particular the Internet, that in the 90s really had quite a bad connotation to it, that it's used in such a compassionate way and it can invoke such deep personal emotional responses. And so bringing compassion together with technology and using that phrase, compassion technology, really has been able uh, is kind of embodies that uh, what I've been able to do uh, with my career really is being able to bring my passion of technology together with compassion. Yeah, and do you think, because um, you talked about the last several years, you've really seen a boom with Caring Bridge. Do you think that's because more and more people are getting used to sharing what would typically be private information over the Internet? Is that part of why you, you're seeing this increase, is suddenly people are a lot more comfortable with that? I think there's some of that, but I don't think that's the primary reason. I think one of the reasons, frankly, is in 1997, 35% of the U.S. households had Internet access, where today it's over 80, almost 90% of people have access to the Internet. So that in itself gets that built in. It's just available to more people. On Caring Bridge, the author is in full control of the different privacy settings. So we have a lot of people that are still very private on their Caring Briggs site. Other people are much more open. But there is kind of that underlying people are, it is a phenomenon in our society today of, you know, the Facebook, the blogs, that people do share more uh, online and do feel more comfortable in it. But frankly, I think it's just uh, the Internet and being able to use services like that have become more um, routine within people's lives, and so it's more accepted and it's more available. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, some of the unique properties about the Caring Bridge and the Caring Bridge site. So more purse strings when we come back in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Hey, Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? 
That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. You're listening to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan, and I'm joined today by Sana Maring, founder and executive director of CaringBridge. And we've been talking a lot today about um, the use of the Internet and how, obviously, CaringBridge and the Internet are intertwined, being a free online service that keeps families and loved ones connected during serious health conditions, treatment, and recovery. And right before the break, Sana, we were talking about how society really has changed um, since 1997, when CaringBridge was founded, um, do you feel that um, this perpetuation of everything technology um, will continue to develop the word of mouth that's already begun with CaringBridge? And do you see another iteration, perhaps, in other technologies where people can find out about CaringBridge, whether it be mobile or some other type of technology? Boy, have you been in our meetings? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you know. No, I haven't been bridge, listening in. Uh, I promise. I just know that available. it seems like everything's going to mobile. Yes, and uh, so key things that we talk about is people need to have this type of connection and need to have caring bridge when, where, and how they want it. And sometimes that's not going to be through a browser on their desktop computer out to the Internet. Mobile very much plays a huge role in, in where CaringBridge needs to be available. People are accessing information and connecting to others on many different platforms. And so it's that idea of where do people connect, and we need to have CaringBridge there. Mm-hmm. Now, what I also thought was interesting is that you really don't profit through banner advertising or any type of on-site ads of any kind, really. Um, Why did you make the decision not to kind of go down that road? From the very beginning, Caring Bridge has been about just really personal and unique, deeply emotional experiences. And some founding 
core values I've had since 1997, since helping my friend um, back on June 7th, was A, it needed to be free. The, the last thing people need when they're going through some type of health event or condition is uh, yet another financial burden. So it needed to be a free service, but it also needed to retain that respect and really we protect our families that use Caring Bridge. And the last thing I want is a banner ad flying up while I'm trying to tell someone about some important news that has happened to my loved one. So it's been from the get-go that this is, uh, in fact, I always think these are Caring Bridge, these Caring Bridge sites are not our sites. These are the families that are using them. You know, you mentioned your husband's looking at four different sites. Well, it's it's partially his site and partially, you know, that, that person that he's visiting, they're their sites, and they don't want banner ads. It's not part of what they need to have as part of the experience. So it's 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 been it's actually been very freeing because we just even ever go there because it's never part of the conversation because the families wouldn't want that. That's not what we provide. Yeah. So where does your funding come from, Sona? Well. We're a charitable organization, so we were founded as a nonprofit, and part of that was from at the very beginning in the in the late '90s when I first started. It was just a side project I was doing. It kept growing, and people would send me a check every once in a while because it was such a meaningful service. And so we officially became a nonprofit early in in um, this. It was 2001, and really thought, you know. If people find value in the service, they're going to give donations to be able to keep the service alive and available for others. And I think, again, with the attitude that the families are our primary, you know, it's our mission to help people that are going through a, a health event, that they as beneficiaries can become our benefactors, it's going to be a great model, and it certainly has been. We have been able to, through charitable giving, provide the service, continue to grow the service, and we see it as a very strong funding model that continues to be very successful. You know, I think that you really probably overachieve in that area than a lot of nonprofits. I know, especially in this economy, you know, we keep hearing about how nonprofits are going to be suffering uh, because their funders' money has dried up. How's that affecting you right now? We have seen some effect of this economy, and I don't think anyone can escape this economy. This is I don't think any of us in our lifetime have really seen this type of economic um, down surge. However, what really sets Caring Bridge apart from other nonprofits, like you mentioned, is we have thousands of donors. So we reach millions of people every year. You know, having a Caring Bridge site created every seven minutes, really, literally millions of people have used Caring Bridge. And so even though we only have one to two percent of those people donate, we have a large base to be able to draw on. And it's all always new people that are coming to Caring Bridge. Um, sometimes there are people that have been here before, but a lot of times it's it's new people. And so our charitable donors are usually one-time, first-time givers, and it's not that we only have four or five big foundations that are our primary funding sources. We literally have a, a very wide base, and it's a very uh, important that our beneficiaries, the people that are um, finding value for the service, are then donating you know, to keep this service available. So it's a little different model in that uh, a, lot of, a lot of nonprofits have this model of 
they get 90% of the funding from 10% of their donors. Right. Ours is the opposite. Uh, ours is the opposite. Um, you know, 90% of our funding comes from uh, this large base, and uh, we don't have huge you know, dollars coming from one source, and that really protects you in this type of economy. Uh, congratulations on that. I know you've got to be feeling pretty good about that right now. In the little bit of time that we have left, um, what what's ahead for Caring Bridge? Well, it, you know, you touched on it. The we know we have to make sure and be accessible on other platforms, so that's an important thing of what we look about with, with the program. But the thing that really drives us every day is even though Caring Bridge has grown a lot and we're fairly well-known in some areas, there is a big gap between people that just don't know about Caring Bridge. It breaks my heart when I hear the line, when I tell people about Caring Bridge and they say, oh, I wish I would have known that when my father was blank. I wish I would have known it when my sister was fighting breast cancer. I want to eliminate that line, and that takes uh, an awareness of making sure people know about Caring Bridge. So, you know, just opportunity to be on your show, Maria, helps tremendously. Telling people to keep, uh, we're great communicators as women. We should continue to tell others about Caring Bridge, and that will help people as they're going through a health crisis. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think Caring Bridge is so important. You provide such an invaluable service uh, for people, just priceless, really. So, Sona, congratulations on the success of Caring Bridge, and thank you again for uh, what Caring Bridge provides for so many people out there. Well, you're welcome, and I really have uh, enjoyed talking to you, and thank you. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Well, That's for good. those of you who want to learn more about Caring Bridge, Sana gave the URL a little earlier in the show, but I'm going to repeat it, caringbridge.org, caringbridge.org. Check it out. Thanks to George for another great show, and join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings right here, 3 o'clock Eastern. Until then, make it a great one.